0: Welcome to the Christchurch London podcast. Our Sunday services have now moved online and you can tune in every week for worship, prayer and our weekly sermon by going to christchurchlondon.org forward slash church hyphen at hyphen home. We're now going to hear the talk from this week's Church at Home service. Today's reading is from Hebrews 11, verses 8 to 16. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. for he has prepared a city for them.
1: I got to meet uh, this week with four guys who I really look up to. They're capable, impressive individuals, uh, happen to be leaders of organisations. And we got talking uh, as we were on Zoom together about what life has been like during lockdown. And it was fascinating to me as I heard these guys talk personally about the emotional exhaustion, about the uh, mental stress, the anxiety that they've all experienced at different times during these recent weeks. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, if these guys have felt that way, and I know that it's been challenging, I've felt the personal challenge at times, then I'm sure it is common to all of us. These have been really challenging times. As I'm listening to them speak, I'm thinking the sermon series that we're doing at the moment really matters. It's a series on faith. Faith is essentially not relying on how life is going or my own strength to get through, but rather relying on the character of a good God and the good words that he speaks to us. And so I think if there's ever a time where we need to learn to walk more by faith, it is right now, the more challenging the time, the more that we need faith. Uh, It's certainly something that we've always sought to live by at Christ Church London. I'm not not bigging us up by that. Uh, As someone once said, uh, faith is all about ordinary people trusting an extraordinary God, Uh, but moving here, to London to start this church now 15 years ago was a move a step of faith we felt that God spoke into our hearts whispered it's time Uh, we spoke to others and I'm sure they were well-meaning they said don't do it it's impossible but we knew that it was the right thing to do we moved by faith Uh, when we went to from one location to four locations in one day as a church, that was again, a step of faith. Uh, Like like the first time, like moving here, we carried this conviction in our hearts. We we were confident it was the right thing to do and that therefore, as we went, God would bless us. And it's most certainly uh, been the case. Uh, There have been times where we've taken offerings, where many of us have given financially uh, often given, I, I suspect, more than we felt that we could, but knowing that God would supply our needs. Uh, we have at times, again, many of us, felt that it's been by faith, confidence in God, a good God and his good words, that we've been able to stay in this city. Uh, if ever, as I said, there's a time to live by faith, it's during uh, the lockdown of a pandemic, and we've sought to do that. It's been so exciting to hear stories from Alpha. You know, we've never, ever started an Alpha course in June before, but this year we started three last month. Uh, We've certainly never done one in July. People are normally thinking about leaving the city for the summer at that point in time. But our course this month has gone really well as well. We can report people are finding faith. They're experiencing the Holy Spirit. Uh, It has really been a great thing. Uh, Likewise with steps. Uh, as uh, we've had over 120 people on our courses uh, from five different nations including uh, eight pastors in one course all preparing to do steps in their own congregations and their own churches and it has just been such a privilege to trust God that this would work on Zoom and to find that broken lives are getting mended as a result. So We're doing this series, this series on living by faith from the most famous chapter in the whole Bible on this subject. It's Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, My encouragement would be that whilst we're doing this series and it's just over six weeks, uh, that you take some time in your devotional times, uh, each week, and why not read through that whole chapter? It's a wonderful chapter. It has so much in it, so many riches, we won't be able to cover them all um, and it might help you get all the more out of the preaching as well this th- today we get to a uh, the part of the a part of the chapter uh, which covers the story of Abraham and there's a particular aspect of this that I want to draw out it's a really important element of living by faith if you live by faith if you want to live by faith you need to understand this it's been enormously helpful for me because Abraham we're told gets an inheritance and that is a term that's not used in the normal way this isn't about uh, material goods that Abraham will get from his parents on their passing Uh, we already know at this stage in the story that Abraham's father uh, died quite some time ago no this is a spiritual thing inheritance when living the life of faith works like this it's when God speaks whispers into our hearts and promises us something for the future that then comes about it's actually talked about right through the Bible 700 times the word inheritance is used Uh, we probably don't talk about it enough Uh, let me give you an illustration Uh, swapping if you like biblical figures for the minute to Joshua Joshua is standing outside Jericho. He knows it's a city that he is to take and he is in prayer and he feels the Holy Spirit whisper to him, I have given you the city. Well, Joshua would have been fully within his rights to say, "Um, uh, you have not. I can see Jericho and it's full of men and it's all shut up and I'm out here, you have not given it to me. But here's what had actually happened. And here's what God was saying to Joshua at this point in time. He was saying it has been decided in heaven and therefore it will come about on earth. And that was therefore now part of Joshua's inheritance. In the same way for Abraham and for Sarah, his wife, God had given them a promise. And the promise for them was that they would become parents to this huge nation. As many as the stars in the sky, they were told, that they would be given a land to live in that would be flowing with milk and honey, and from there, every nation in earth would be blessed. I mean, it is an extraordinary promise. Now, Abraham could have looked around and said, Well, it's all very well. You tell me I'm to be the father of a family, but Sarah and I can't get off first base. It, it, it seems impossible for us to have a child. And so Abraham has to learn not to be guided by what's going on around not how he feels or his own ability but in the character of a good word a good god and his good words and that sense of inheritance wasn't just for old testament bible figures it is still the way that god works today he whispers things into our hearts which are then to come about. He decides things in heaven and tells us then that we are then to go and inherit them. I wonder whether you can identify with that. Maybe you felt the Lord's whisper for a loved one, a family member maybe coming to faith. Maybe you've a sense, I think that's a promise from the Lord, which we now need to see come about. Maybe you have a sense of confidence, a promise from the Lord for your professional, your work life, that you're to be in such and such a role or such and such an industry or position and to exercise influence for him to do good and to glorify God in your position. Maybe you have a particular part of the city or people in this city who you know you're to serve, you're to be a blessing to. You think at some point in time, I need to be with them or I need to move there. It's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. And I want to encourage us, even during this lockdown period or late lockdown. So we're getting out a bit now that the Holy Spirit is still whispering things. And though it feels like ministry can be difficult, I want to encourage us to keep listening to God and keep trusting him. This Story. this passage that we've read this morning, helps us understand how to live in this context of living by faith and inheritance. And the first thing that it teaches us is that even when these promises come, we can't be passive, but we need to go and get them. So it's another way that inheritance is different in the Bible to, uh, how, to the way that we would normally use that term. I will inherit in due course at my father's passing uh, part of his estate. Uh, That is, as long as uh, I outlast him, uh, that is an inevitability. I don't have to do anything at all. I can be entirely passive, but at some point that will be something that will come to me. Well, inheritance in the scriptures is very different. In the scriptures, we're told the city is there for you now. Go and take it. Or Abraham and Sarah were told the promised land is there for you, but you've got to go to it. You've got to take action. We're told in these verses that Abraham was called. He heard God's voice. He obeyed, and he went. I wonder whether there are steps that you need to take at this point in time. When Philip and I sensed the call to come to this city and to start a church here. It wasn't a case of sitting on our haunches. We needed to go to our pastor and say, will you send us? Then we needed to have the house on the market, we needed to gather a team, all sorts of other things that we needed to do. Can I ask you, if you sense that you have an inheritance, that there's a call, then can I ask you, what's the next step for you? What can you do? even with all the challenges of this moment to start to pursue to start to as it says in deuteronomy inherit your inheritance the second thing that we see from this is that once you have received the promise you still have to trust god in the going Uh, We're told that Abraham went not knowing where he was going to. He knew that there was a land for him. He knew there was a great family for him, but he hadn't been told how to get there. Uh, And that of course is not how we live. I can imagine it being really awkward. Uh, You know, Abraham's household coming to him and saying, Abraham, we hear we're off. Uh, Where do we go? How do we get there? And Abraham would have had to say, I don't know, I know the ultimate destination. And we have to trust God now for every step. And that's why we sometimes talk about this being a life of faith. It's not just one thing, but it becomes a lifestyle. Noah was told to build an ark. He was unlike Abraham, he was given a lot of detail, but he still had to trust God that one day it would rain, otherwise he was gonna look pretty silly. Daniel went into the lion's den trusting God, but he had to trust him not only that the lion's mouths would be shut, but that in the morning Nebuchadnezzar would call him out again and that he would be free. Joshua not only had to trust God that the city was for him, but then had to trust that as they marched around it for seven days and then seven times on the seventh day, that the walls would come down and that it was his. And so I want to encourage you to continue to believe God, to continue to trust him. As we were making those plans and preparing for the start of Christ Church London, one of the things, one of the challenges that I knew we had was that of finance. How are we going to afford to hire halls? How was I going to uh, afford to employ other members of a team? And one day, as we were making plans and we were on the move, somebody called me. Many of you have heard this story. There's a pastor friend of mine. He said, David, he said, there's a businessman in my church who's heard what you're going to do. And he wants to help you. How much do you need? Well, I had never, ever been asked that question before. And I didn't know what to say. I I sort of mumbled something about, well, 50,000 pounds would be a huge help right now. Oh, said the voice on the other end of the phone. He was actually thinking of rather more than that. And so one of the key reasons that Christchurch London exists today is because a businessman who I'd never met gave the church a cheque for 100,000 pounds. We have to trust God in the destination, in the initial promise. And then we have to trust him as we are going for it. Because it is only as we go very often that he provides for us. And as we trust him, there's another key element that comes out in this passage. And that actually the writer of the Hebrews has reinforced a bit earlier. And it's the importance of patience. God's timing is not often as fast as we would like. In fact, with Abraham and Sarah, we're told that Sarah, by the time they had their son Isaac, that her body was beyond the age of childbearing. We're told that Abraham's body was as good as dead. God had kept them waiting for decades before he gave them, in actuality, the promise uh, that had been in their hearts for so many years. And the writers of the Hebrews talks about the fact that people inherit their promises through two things, through faith, as we've been discussing, but also through patience, through patience. So I want to encourage you to learn to wait. And in our waiting, we have to protect our hearts because it is then that unbelief can erode, can eat away at the promises and take them. And my guess is that for many of us during lockdown, we've had to, we've been in waiting mode. We've been trusting that things will come good. We've not been able to get on with the things we've wanted to do. Well, when God causes us to wait, he's always interested in what, in the work that he's doing inside us, even if not outside us. He's interested in the heart. So, I want to encourage you if you feel like you're waiting now, just like Joseph had to wait in prison, thinking he had too had promises, he had dreams. That as we wait, we, learn, we let God work in our hearts and shape our character and make us the sort of people that are ready and able to inherit the very promises that he's given us. One final element I just want to draw out of this passage. Because ultimately there are promises that lie behind these promises, or to put it another way, there's eternal promises which are even more important than the ones for this world. And we're told that Abraham went out trusting for a city that was without foundations, a different city. It's the city John talks about at the end of Revelation that comes down from heaven, as God is renewing the heavens and the earth, and we told this city which is full of God's glory comes and it fills the whole earth. What the writer's trying to say is this, that as we learn to walk by faith, trust him for his promises, go out by faith, living with patience, that we're actually doing it with an eye to another kingdom. We're doing it with an eye to another world. We're trusting for that day, that will come, when the earth will be covered with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. And we never forget that this is not about me. I'm not trusting him for promises, for personal success or gratification or uh, fulfillment of personal ambition. No, we're trusting because we're out, we're living for another world. We're living as it says in another place in, in Hebrews and in 1 Peter that we're aliens and exiles because we're trusting God for something even better, a world to come where there will be no lockdown, no pandemic, no suffering, no tears, no grief. One day, the Lord will be all in all and we will all get to enjoy those very things. So I want to encourage you today that wherever you are and however you feel you're doing, would you keep your eyes on a good God and his good words that he speaks to us? What is it that he's spoken into your heart? Why don't you start to think about how you can inherit those promises? What's the next step for you? And would you go with faith and with patience? that we would inherit the promises that God has given, not for ourselves, of course, but the end, that God would be glorified in our lives and in this nation as well.
0: We hope you enjoyed this talk from the Christchurch London podcast. To hear other talks or find out more about our Sunday services, head to Christchurchlondon.org.